1: What's up Raider Nation? Welcome into Friday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. June 4th, 2021 your boy Q here. You know you can find me as many of you do on Twitter at your boy Q254. Definitely appreciate that and of course the Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line always wide open like some old school TV antennas. 707-654-4693. That is the number. We're here to close out the week really really strong. I'm hoping that I can get some calls in on today's show. Not sure where I'm going to put them at though. That's the issue. Not too sure if I'm going to put them on the end of segment one, or if I'm going to put him into segment number three, not too sure, uh, because I have an interview that I did with Brentley Wiseman from the Draft Network. Uh, He's a former scout with multiple teams across the NFL, including the Raiders. He's talking about his piece that he put up on the Draft Network, talking about who will be Raiders wide receiver number one in 2021. So That, I believe, is going to be about a 17 to 18 minute interview. I'm going to try to see if I can squeeze it into segment two and three, and then maybe have a little bit of time for some calls here in segment number one. But I'm not sure, not guaranteed. It all depends on how segment number one shakes out. So for sure, you're going to hear my conversation with Brentley Wiseman. That's a guarantee. You're also going to get news and notes of the day for sure. That's a guarantee. And I'm going to try my best to get a couple calls and a couple texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line onto the show so we can finish off. the week really, really strong. But without saying anything else, let's just go ahead and get into the news and the notes of the day. And off top, the Raiders made uh, a couple moves as far as roster moves, uh, made a couple moves uh, official, and uh, one guy that they brought back free agent offensive lineman Sam Young. His agent, Drew Rosenhaus, put out a tweet saying that him and the Raiders agreed on a one year deal. So Sam Young is back. If you remember that name, you're thinking, man, he sounds familiar, Q. It's because he was played in 11 games last year with the Raiders. He had seven starts. He was filling in for Trent Brown at that right tackle position. And for the most part, he was injured as well. There's a lot of times he'd get into the game and all of a sudden, boom, he'd go down with the injury. So that was some of the magic that Tom Cable really worked uh, in 2020, uh, having to rotate so many guys on that offensive line. But Sam Young is back. He's 33 years old. He's playing 103 games in 11 NFL seasons, and he's had 28 starts. So think about that, 28 starts in 103 games. So he's not a guy that's used to playing a whole lot, but he's a good depth piece. He's a guy that the Raiders and Tom Cable are very familiar with. So they'll take him to training camp. Maybe he's going to be the a backup. He was an okay backup for the Raiders in 2020. He was just injured quite a bit. So with him added to the roster, that makes the Raiders number at 91. So they've got to make a move to get it down to 90, the roster down to 90. And so that's why the signing of Sam Young has not become official just yet. It might be by the time you listen to this. But as of Thursday evening, it still wasn't official, even though Drew Rosenhaus, his agent, let it be known that he was returning. Also, the Raiders did make a couple of signings official, which was kind of funny the way that they did it. Because first they put it out on Twitter, and then they sent an email. Said the Raiders have signed free agents tight end Alex Ellis and defensive back Roderick Teemer. They announced that on Thursday, and that was on Twitter at first. And I remember uh, a couple days ago talking about tight end Alex Ellis, uh, let it be known that, hey, it's just another guy. He's going to be a, a dude that's going to be in camp, and then they'll they'll move on from him. I didn't realize the Roderick teamer, and then that came out, and the, the tweet was out there by the Raiders, and so I quote tweeted it and said, hey, uh, a couple more signings have made official by the Raiders because it's not official until, I mean, when they put it out on Twitter, that means it's already official and it's gone through all the protocols and they've gotten everything taken care of. Well, then all of a sudden it came up deleted, so I'm not too sure what's going on. So I think Alex Ellis and, and Roderick Teemer, both guys, are officially Raiders. But maybe because they haven't got under that uh, or gotten to that 90 man roster, like I was talking about with Sam Young, maybe that's why they haven't made the official signing of Roderick Teemer. I'm not sure, but either way, it looks like both guys are going to be signed to the team. Alex Ellis is six foot four, 245 pounds t- tight end. Uh, he was entered the league as an undrafted free agent with the Titans in 2016. He's been with the Jaguars, the Saints, the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Patriots over his career he's been in 11 games and made 3 starts he has 3 catches for 11 yards so again not a guy that you can expect very much from him. he's basically a camp body and then it's on to defensive back Roderick Teemer 6 foot 205 pound defensive back he joins the team after originally signing with the Chargers as an undrafted free agent in 2019 spent 2 seasons with the team before making a brief stint with the Colts during the 2021 season or 2021 offseason excuse me Teamer has appeared in seven games with six starts over his career, has 40 tackles, 30 solo, one sack, one interception, and one pass defense. Again, I believe it's just another guy for camp, just a guy to take some reps from the dudes who are actually going to be there. And then on this same email that they sent, it said, in corresponding moves, the Raiders have released offensive lineman Eric Magnuson and waived tight end Carson Williams. If you remember, Carson Williams was the tight end that they signed who was really a basketball player, and he had never played uh, tight end at all. So they waived him, and then offensive lineman Eric Magnuson was waved one of the guys on the offensive side of the ball that wasn't at OTAs on Wednesday. Well, there you go. They end up releasing him on Thursday, so that's probably makes sense on why he wasn't there. Another little nugget I wanted to pass along, and I just got a couple more for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. I mentioned it on Thursday's show about Mark Bedain, the president of the Raiders, was going to talk about the parking for events at Allegiant Stadium. And uh, so I got a couple little notes that I want to bring from that press conference. The whole media was out there. Cassie Soto, Heidi Fang, Mick Akers, uh, everybody that covers the Raiders were out there uh, to hear this uh, press conference from Mark Bedain and kind of get a little understanding of what's going to be going on with the parking situation At Allegiant Stadium, of course, a lot of questions have come up about tailgating. Uh, There's not enough spots for everyone to drive in. Uh, One, first of all, I'll tell you, when you're in Vegas, most likely you're probably going to Uber. That's probably the best idea anyway is to Uber or be somewhere close and you could just walk. Either way, this is how it shakes out. The stadium parking prices, and this is according to Cassie Soto. She put it out on her Twitter. uh, Lots A, C, D, E, F, G, H, J, S, and W. Those are all $100 parking spots. Per event dollars and man it's so funny when I saw that and I know that that's not Las Vegas that's just the sign of the times it's just what it is anytime you go to a stadium and you pay to park it's going to be a high cost or you're going to have a parking pass and the Raiders are going to provide parking passes you've got to buy those obviously and uh, the season ticket holders the PSL holders are going to get the first dibs at those parking passes but it's not like it used to be back in the day when I used to go to the Coliseum and flip a, flip the guy 10 bucks and drive right into the Cali it ain't like that no more and it hasn't been like that for a long time it just makes me scratch my head when I see $100 to park not to get into the game not a ticket but to get in the parking lot again this is not exclusive to the Raiders it's just a, the sign of the times a uh, lot N is $90 per event lot X $80 per event lots U and V in the V garage $50 an event And then lot T is $45 an event. And that I believe is a few blocks away from Allegiant stadium. So again, um, everyone gets paid, man. Someone's got to get paid at all times. And it's the, it's the parking guys. It's either you're going to park, pay a hundred dollars. And look, if you pay a hundred dollars, you're parking really close to Allegiant stadium. I mean, she tweeted out Cassie Soto. That is tweeted out some pictures of where the hundred dollar parking spots are. It's very close to the stadium. So it's not like it's a bad deal. It's just funny to me that it costs a hundred dollars to park these days, but that's just kind of what it is. Mark, Dane also said that spots for Allegiant Stadium uh, tailgating will be $100 per game. This is from Mick Akers, and then he clarified it and said spots in the stadium's footprint are $100. The spots that are off-site at the Friars parking lot on Valley View and Reno are $40. Both will allow tailgating, so there's options as far as distance and cost go. So uh, I saw a lot of people say, wait a minute, you got to pay to tailgate? You've always had to pay to tailgate. It's just most of us at the Coliseum just walked across from BART and walked around the Coliseum and and went up there and just started tailgating and started uh, eating and drinking at, at our friend's spot or someone that we just randomly met. You know, that's just kind of how it shakes out. So that's the prices as far as Allegiant Stadium goes and parking. Again, the one thing about it, in my opinion, most people, if you're gonna be in Vegas, will probably Uber and or be at some kind of a, a different location to be tailgating. Like I mentioned before, they have a bunch of different locations where you could tailgate and just walk to. Yes, it's different, but I think as long as you give it a try, it'll be it'll be pretty cool. I think you'll enjoy it. But again, It's different strokes for different folks, so I might enjoy it, you might not like it. Either way, it's something to try. No one got a chance to do it in 2020, so this year will be the first run at it, and we'll see exactly how it shakes out. My final little nugget that I have for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast has to do with the subject that we're going to talk about in segment number two, or I'm going to talk about in segment number two with Brantley Wiseman from the Draft Network talking about Raiders wide receiver number one, and uh, this is Keyshawn Johnson from ESPN. He does a great job on the morning show. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, even though Zubin's not there, he's dealing with diabetes right now. So they've had Alan Hahn in filling in for him and most likely probably gonna get that that spot long term and and I think Zubin's gonna end up transitioning back to Sports Center or something. So prayers are always up for him. But Keyshawn Johnson, I think he does a great job on the morning show. He's also on NFL Live on ESPN and they were talking about Julio Jones and started talking about the Raiders. Here's Keyshawn Johnson's thoughts on why the Raiders should go and get Julio Jones. Pretty interesting and very, very valid points. Here he is. Check it out. They need a guy like Julio Jones. Go make a play for that. Mm. If you want to make some noise in that division, go get a guy like Julio Jones who fits in a West Coast style system. I like it. Again, a big X receiver on the backside who can dominate one-on-one coverage or dictate road coverage to him. That way the quarterback gets a cleaner look to understand what John Gruden likes to do. If you look at any of John Gruden's success with the receiver position, the big X's, whether it was myself or Jerry Rice or Tim Brown, Keenan McCardell, those guys all flourished in the system as the ex-guy they need a Julio Jones go make a play for it give up a third round pick give up a second round pick and make it happen so there you go Keyshawn Johnson talking about give up a third round pick give up a second round pick just go get it done and you know the thing about it when he started talking about the different wide receivers that have been really really successful with John Gruden and he brought up himself and he was very successful in Tampa Bay brought up Keenan McCardell brought up Tim Brown obviously Jerry Rice so it it just kind of made me think like man. Julio Jones sure could be that guy. Big, physical, a guy who can win the one-on-one battles, and then that opens up everything else for Darren Waller, opens up everything else for Henry Ruggs, and so on and so forth. Brian Edwards again could be that guy possibly but can he stay healthy is always going to be the question I have well to dive a little further into this conversation coming up in segment number two you're going to hear Brantley Wiseman from the Draft Network talking about his piece he put out on the DraftNetwork.com about Raiders wide receivers number one who's going to be that number one guy in 2021 before we get to that though I do want to tell you about a couple great sponsors here of Locked On Raiders podcast and the first one is rockauto.com been telling you about them for a while they are a family business they've been serving auto part customers online for over 20 years all you gotta do is go to rockauto.com shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers and they've got everything engine control parts brake parts tail lamps motor oil new carpet are you serious if you need carpet in your car they've got it they got you hooked up like a tow truck. It doesn't matter if it's a classic car, a daily driver, everything you need is a few easy clicks away and the parts are delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com catalog is unique. It's super easy to navigate. You quickly can go through it and check out all the parts available for your vehicle. You choose the brands, specifications, and most importantly the prices that you prefer. That's right. The prices at RockAuto.com are super low and the same for professionals as it is for do it yourselfers So there's no reason to spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Right now, go to RockAuto.com, check out the parts available for your car truck while you're there there's a box that said how'd you hear about us you write locked on Raiders podcast that's how they know that I sent you and I'm doing my job great selection super low prices all the parts your car is ever going to need is at rockauto.com I also want to tell you about betonline.ag they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action Baseball, NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, it is all going on right now. Got some big events coming up this weekend before the next knockout, before the next bucket, the next three-pointer, the next goal, the next home run. Get on over to betonline.ag. Get all your sporting news and all the contest information. Get off the sidelines. Get into the game. Your team's running for the playoffs. You need to run for the playoffs. Make a, a move to the website using your mobile device or your laptop. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get a 50% welcome bonus just like that. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Segment number two, it's up next.
0: Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day.
1: All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to take a deep dive and a deep look into the Raiders' wide receiver position. Who's going to be the number one wide receiver for the Raiders this year? And we're not talking Darren Waller. I'll bring up Darren Waller in this conversation. We already know that that's the go-to dude. He's the tight end, though. We're actually talking about wide receivers, real true wide receivers. Who's going to be the number one guy? So to break it down is my guy Brantley Wiseman from the Draft Network. He put out a piece on the website talking about who's going to be Raiders wide receiver number one. So I definitely reached out to him and got him on the podcast. So here's part one of the conversation. We're going to talk about Raiders that are currently on the roster right now guys that are on that 90 man roster the wide receivers that they have and I'll have to tell you off top there's a few times where Brentley's I think he was on his AirPods or something and you hear like the sound go out just a little bit it's not very much it happens a few times not too much uh I I know it drives me crazy I'm sure it's gonna drive you crazy too uh the few times that it does it but it's only a couple times so I, I apologize in advance but here's part one of my conversation with Brentley Wiseman talking about the Raiders and wide receiver number one Joining me now on the phone lines to talk all things Raiders, and in particular, the wide receiver position is my guy, Brentley Wiseman from the Draft Network. You can find him on Twitter, at Brentley12, former scout with multiple teams, including the Raiders. And uh, again, want to have you on to talk about your piece that says, who will be the Raiders wide receiver one in 2021? And so, Brentley, the main thing about your piece is, the Raiders are in need to find their number one wide receiver. Uh, You talk about guys that are on the roster. You even talk about a guy who's available by way of trade, and we'll get to him in a minute. But as far as the guys that are on the roster right now, on paper, who do you think has the best chance to be that number one guy?
0: Yeah, Q, first and foremost, appreciate you having me on. And uh, to me, the, the number one answer has to be Henry Ruggs for multiple reasons. One, Henry Ruggs is a talented player. I know he had a bad season last year as a rookie, Especially when you compare it to the production that other rookies had, such as Jake Staple, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins. But at the end of the day, Henry Ruggs was the twelfth overall pick. He has talent. Right. You know, this isn't this isn't some scrub. He's a dynamic player. He has speed to burn. He's really good hands. And he's really good after the catch. To me, the Raiders and Coach Gruden mismanaged Henry Ruggs last year. I'm looking at a stat right now. Henry Ruggs only had two screens last year as a rookie. Wow. He had nine the year before that, Alabama, and the year before that, 18, he had 14. That is complete mismanagement. With a guy who speed, has speed like Henry Ruggs has, you want to get that kind of player with ball early and let the speed kind of do the rest of the work. So, so not only does he have talent, I also think there's tangible pressure for Gruden to force feed this kid the ball right you know gruden 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 hears the news he hears the slander right he does not want to be you know ridiculed for drafting rugs over a jerry judy over a cd lamb over a justin Jefferson. well all those players greatly outproduce rugs i think gruden's gonna make a conscious effort to feed this kid the ball show everyone hey like i know how to draft look how good rugs is now now that we're scheming him up plays So I think the talent was coupled with the outside pressure for Gruden to feed this kid the ball. I like his probability of being the Raiders' number one receiver. And to be honest, I think a lot depends on that. If Ruggs does not live up to expectation, the Raiders could be in a lot of trouble.
1: Yeah, I mean, really, and that's that was the conversation piece that we had all season long in his rookie year was he's not getting you the, the ball uh, enough. He's not getting used enough. I mean, 26 catches his rookie year. Yes, I know that he opens up the game for everybody else. He opens up the offense for everybody else, but you don't select a guy at number 12 overall to be a, a decoy, you know? And so would you expect, like you mentioned, the screen balls, the, the you know, the uh, the smokes, the, you know, the, the crossing patterns, the way to get the ball to him quickly Quickly, not necessarily always going deep, but just getting it in his hands quickly and letting him do the rest after he's got it.
0: Yeah, I do. I do. And, you know, I think I think Gruden, you know, he needs to self-scout. You know, he needs to go back and watch the film and see what works, see what wasn't working. And, you know, I, I think he's going to come away with the realization that, hey, we got to let Ruggs do some quick slants, do some do some jet sweeps, do some you know, tunnel screens, some quick screens. And let this kid just make the plays that he was making in Alabama. You know, and one of the things I also think that could help this is the Raiders signed John Brown from the Buffalo Bills you know this past offseason. Yeah. John Brown is another speed receiver. So if the Raiders do truly need that field stretching presence to open things up in the in shallow intermediate size of the field, that could be John Brown. So to me, that's what I would do. I would allow John Brown to be that kind of field stretcher, that deep threat. You know, t- t- make the safety place play off and allow Ruggs to go to work in the shallow intermediate areas of the field.
1: You know, how much of Henry Ruggs not using him that much and, and him, you know, not being the guy that he was expected to be when he was drafted, how much of that do you feel was on him as far as not being big enough, strong enough, uh, you know, not being able to keep both feet in bounds, you know, just kind of being a rookie in the NFL and just learning uh, that, hey, it's a, it's a lot different. There's a lot of guys that are fast in the league.
0: Yeah, surely. I mean, look, uh, I'm not the Gruden's biggest fan, but it would be unfair for me to say, you know, Rugg's lack of success wasn't on Rugg's too. Right. You know, I mean, I think Ruggs did have a slower learning curve compared to the other receivers. Um, as you mentioned, he 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 is smaller; he's a little more slender. Did struggle at times with press. But I also think he was he put a lot of pressure on himself, and you know, I do think that he kind of felt that outside noise. Where like he wasn't a Justin Jefferson who was, I think the fourth receiver. I think he was a fifth receiver taken off the board, right? right. And so yep. there wasn't that kind of outside pressure to like, hey, like I'm I was the receiver number one, like I gotta perform, I gotta make a Pro Bowl. Like I do think Rugs struggled that mentally, especially as the season went on and he was having those struggles and he wasn't seeing the targets. That he, I'm sure he was expecting and Nelson Aguilar appeared to have all this chemistry with Derek Carr. And I think it's easy for the other player to kind of get in your head a little bit. And so I think now having a full off season to kind of get chemistry with car, having a full training camp and get the reps in, I fully expect Ruggs to have a breakout
1: season. And, you know, this is going to be the final question I have for Henry Ruggs because there are other wide receivers on the roster and even uh, a wide receiver that's not on the roster that I want to get to. But uh, you mentioned earlier about getting Ruggs the ball early. How important is that just to get him involved, get him a touch early so he knows he's involved in the game, so he doesn't let his mind wander, so he stays locked in on what he's got to do?
0: Yeah, I mean, when I was with the Chargers, I— one of the things that I know the offensive coordinator did start the, in the first 10 plays, we're getting Keenan out on the ball twice. Right. So it's one to keep the defense honest and two to make sure Keenan, so Keenan's locked in. That's exactly what smart offensive coordinators do that you have special plays called up for your star players for your go-to guys. You don't want the game dictate when those players get the ball. You force feed those players the ball. You know what I'm saying? It is right. it is a, it is a Joe's league, right? It is not, It is a Joe's league in the NFL. And so, I, I definitely think that, um, that's what
1: I'm doing. Talking right now with Brantley Wiseman from the Draft Network. He's been a former scout with multiple teams, including the Raiders. We're talking about wide receivers right now and who could potentially be the number one wide receiver 2021 for the Raiders. And, you know, one guy I'm really intrigued by is Brian Edwards. He was selected in round three a year ago. He's got the size. He's got the hand strength. He could, in my opinion, be very Michael Crabtree-like. He runs strong, he but he has to stay healthy. I mean, is it all about the health when it comes to Brian Edwards?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I, Brian Edwards is a guy who is different than most of the other receivers on the Raiders roster, You're right? He's 6'3", I think he's 211 pounds, big, strong physical, can high point the ball, can run, you know, the crosses over the middle, and he's really strong after the catch. To me, he's a guy who, yes, the, the injury last year with the foot, I think definitely derailed him. It happened early in the season, and he if you, if you remember, He was coming off of his really strong training camp. I think he won the starting job. I think in Carolina, he played the most snaps in week one out of any other Raiders receiver. So the Raiders clearly like this kid. I do think it's one of those situations where where a young player gets injured early on in the season, especially as a rookie. It's really hard to bounce back. And so, again, I think similar to Ruggs with a full offseason, get chemistry to prepare to kind of – you know, let your body rest. You're not coming off that grueling draft process that we get that all had to go through, you know, last off season. I think Edwards could also be in store for a big year. Bottom line is this either one or both of Edwards and rugs has to take that next step. If the Raiders have any chance of competing this year, it is like a dire importance of these two players live up to their draft selection.
1: Well, let me ask you this. What do you think the addition of Kenyon Drake, how do you think that that'll help out in the passing game? Not necessarily just the running game, but also uh, receiving out of the backfield.
0: It's funny to me. I mean, it, look, I, I think it can help. I do. I mean, especially if they want to lose him on third down. But I don't want to get too much into Kenyon Drake and the signing. But here's my opinion about it. I don't understand it. Okay. You know, I don't, love, I don't like taking Josh Jacobs off the field. One of the things that separated Josh Jacobs from – A lot of the other backs, to me, what made him a first round pick was his ability as a receiver. I think it is actually insane to to me that Gruden is not utilizing Ruggs more as a receiver out of the backfield on third down. I get it. You have Jalen Rashard, now you added Cannon and Drake. I get it. But Josh Jacobs' ability as a third down weapon, to me, is one of the most underutilized things in the entire NFL. And so you look, I I appreciate you want to have good players on your team. Kenyon Drake is a good player. If Josh Jacobs goes down, you feel really good about Kenyon Drake stepping in and contributing as a starter. But I don't like the idea of Josh Jacobs coming off the field at any point of the game, especially on third down. Josh Jacobs, to me, he can affect the game as a runner and as a receiver.
1: Is there anyone else on the Raiders, like a Hunter Renfro, a Foster Moreau, who I know is a tight end, but either one of those guys or someone else that maybe I'm not talking about. I know Darren Waller is going to be a big-time contributor. We don't even have to talk about him. We know he's going to be target number one. But, I mean, outside of him, is there anyone else that you may look at and say, hey, this guy on the roster right now can be a big-time contributor?
0: Yeah, he's a guy that I kind of already mentioned, but it's John Brown. You know, I I do ultimately think if – rugs isn't that guy then john brown will be be so by default he's been productive everywhere he's been uh he's fast runs great routes Just he's confident with his hands um he's a guy i could easily see have an impact similar to what nelson aguilar did last year uh again ideally that's not the case ideally rugs is that guy right But, you know, if if he's not, I I definitely expect John Brown to be Derek Carr's number one option as a receiver.
1: So there's part one of my conversation with Brentley Wiseman talking all things Raiders wide receivers. And we talked in that segment about Raiders that are on. The roster wide receivers that are on the Raiders roster right now coming up in segment number three part two of my conversation. We're going to talk about the big elephant in the room. We're going to talk about Julio Jones. You heard in segment number one what Keyshawn Johnson had to say. What's Brentley Wiseman going to say about Julio Jones? We'll jump right into that conversation coming up in segment number three. Before we get into it, though, do want to tell you about Bilt Bar, and I've been telling you about Bilt Bar for a very, very long time. Right now, they got nine delicious flavors for you to choose from: coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. If you don't know which ones you want, or maybe you like a little bit of all of them, how about you get a mixed box? That'll get you two of each flavors. That'll get 18 bars. They're great, tasty, and 100% covered in chocolate. You can put them in the fridge, or you can just eat them right out the box, out the pantry. Whatever you prefer, it is all good. I will say there is a new flavor on the way. I know I teased it a little bit on Thursday's show, but a grasshopper cookie is on the way. Exactly. Grasshopper cookie. And I know back in the day, I want to say that maybe Keebler had some cookies that were called grasshoppers. I want to say I ate some of those back in the day. Mama Q would know better because she bought them. <laughs> I didn't buy them. But I think there was some grasshopper cookies back in the day. I'm not 100% sure. Either way, there's a built Bar coming. that is a grasshopper cookie. I'm just saying. It's, coming, it's on the way. So, All you have to do is check out the website on the daily, BuiltBar.com. They'll have limited time flavors. They'll have new flavors for you to choose from as well. But again, I went over the nine flavors that they're really, really focusing in on, so you can go ahead and get those right now. When you check out BuiltBar.com, you got to use the promo code lock 15 That's going to have you save 15%. So not only are you going to get a really good taste of protein bar, you're going to save money at the same time. That's the best way to do it, right? BuiltBar.com, promo code lock 15 to save 15% off your order. That's BuiltBar.com. Segment number three, part two of my conversation, it's coming up.
0: Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, Here
1: we go Raider Nation, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to jump into part two of my conversation with Brentley Wiseman from the Draft Network talking all things Raiders wide receiver, who could potentially be wide receiver number one. We talked about the guys on the roster in segment number two. Now we're going to talk about a dude who's not on the roster and of course that would be Julio Jones. So let's go ahead and jump right into that conversation. Talking all things Raiders wide receivers and who could potentially be the Raiders wide receiver right now with Brentley Wiseman from the Draft Network on Twitter at Brentley12. And, all right, it's time for the big elephant in the room julio jones he's currently a falcon he's available by way of trade uh first of all at age 32 and knowing how much money he costs knowing that he wants another contract extension which is something we hear every single year uh what do you think that he could contribute at this point to any team not necessarily the raiders but just any team that he could be traded to
0: yeah i mean bottom line is he's still julio jones and yeah he's you know he's 32 31 years old and I get it. You know, he's had, he suffered some injuries last year and he's been a little dinged up even in years previous, but when he's healthy, he's still, you know, top two, top three receiver in the game. And I I, I think if a team can get him for a second round pick, that's a home run. I, I would do that in a heartbeat. And that's, I do think Atlanta's asking for more, yeah. which is why a trade hasn't ultimately happened yet. But if they do end up lowering, lowering their asking cost and want to just make this happen for cap relief uh, uh, situations, I think Julio would be an absolute steal.
1: So let me ask you this, because you mentioned a second-round draft pick, and we've been debating on the show, you know, what you would give up for Julio Jones. And I kind of looked at the model that the Raiders did when they went with A.B. and they gave up a third and a fifth to Pittsburgh, and I said, I'd be comfortable with that at age 32. Do you think that that's too low, or do you think that that's reasonable? <sighs> It's
0: tough, I think. I think that's probably a little too low. Okay. I mean, to be honest, I okay. mean, re- receivers receivers nowadays are producing up until you know thirty six years old. I think you look at what you know Larry Fitzgerald did at his age thirty two season. He had dang near thirteen hundred yards. Right. And Julio Jones is a much better athlete than, than Larry Fitzgerald was at hit when he was thirty two. So I think for a team specifically like the Raiders, who in my opinion is in win now, like they need to win now. Julio Jones is absolute no brainer. I, I would trade a second in a heartbeat. Um, the AB thing is a little different in my opinion. I think there, there was obviously some off the field issues that lowered his price. Um, I'm not sure how many teams the Raiders were bidding against. If right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, however, however, I think Julio Jones, Ravens, the Patriots, the, the Titans, hell, maybe even the green Bay Packers. I mean, I think there's a lot of teams that are interested So I I see zero chance that he would go for less than a two. I think it's more than a two. I would probably guess a two and a four. Okay. We'll, get, we'll get it done or I mean obviously a one we'll get it done but just some, it just depends if a team's going to be willing to you know fork over a first round pick
1: yeah no and that, that's been another debate and I've been saying and a lot of people don't realize that this is a big deal well the draft next year is in Vegas and so I said that yep. the Raiders have to have a first round pick in 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 2022 to be in Vegas like you don't want to be that team that hosts the draft and not have a first round draft pick
0: no that's a great point I never even thought of that you know I I'll be there in Vegas my uh, mom just bought a condo in Vegas. She's a diehard Raider fan. Nice. There. We'll, be, we'll be at a lot of the games, and so I, I think that would be a very disservice to the fans if they do trade up their number on pick. As you mentioned, the, the amount of excitement, um, you know, of the draft being in Vegas, that would be cool if, if the Raiders definitely are on the clock. That being said, though, hey, if, if, if you can get someone, someone good, you got, you got to, you got to give up the picks. I hate to say it.
1: Right. No, you do. You do. I just I've been at that draft. I was in Chicago when the Bears didn't have a first round draft pick. And I remember just the fan base's reaction to the draft ending on day one without the Bears hitting the clock. And it was not pretty. So, you know, it's just one of those things that you really don't want to do. So let me ask you this. If the Raiders were to pull the trigger and say, give up that two and that four like you're talking about, how would you see John Gruden going about using Julio Jones to maximize what he has in him?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think John Gruden changes his whole playbook. <laughs> I think okay. I think he rips it up. I think he rips it up, and I think he's – Julio Jones is his option one, two, and three. Like They, they will force-feed Julio Jones the football. They'll allow Henry Ruggs to play Z, and then Henry Ruggs can still be that kind of deep, fuel-stressing guy that they want. Or can let Julio do that? Uh, but I think just with a receiving core, with Julio, Henry Ruggs, and a John Brown as your one, two, and three, I mean, I'm not sure how many teams in the league can really can block that off. You know, on, on a Sunday, I think that would be outstanding. I think that would change the Raiders' season.
1: Well, and then you have Darren Waller as well, who was your leading wide yep. receiver, well, leading leading playmaker at a tight end position. But he's really, you know, a wide receiver in a tight end's body. So he would also be added to that mix. So uh, would you no see doubt. him being a big time contributor as well?
0: Oh, I mean, I, I think the addition of Julio Jones will will take so much pressure off Darren Waller, and Darren Waller could be able will now be able to be one-on-one on linebackers because the safety is going to have to respect I slide over to Julio side, obviously. He's in demand double coverage every time he steps on the field. So Darren Waller currently, he's, he's getting bracketed every time he steps on the field because the Raiders have no true number one option. That's right. the whole point of the article in the conversation is Darren Waller theoretically is the number one receiver, which we all recognize. Right. It's just a matter of can there be a guy to step up and take that extra defender away from Darren Waller, similar to like Tyreek Hill and what, what he does for Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is getting single covered sometimes. That's insane to me. Right. Right. Travis, Travis Kelsey is unreal. He's the best tight end in football, football. He's getting single covered. Right. That's what happens when you have a true number one receiver who defenses has to expect because you'd rather the tight end kill you than Julio get off on 80 on you. That's the bottom line. That's the way defensive coordinators think. And so, yeah, I mean, if Julio's, that, if Julio's on the Raiders, Darren Wall is going to eat. Like he's, He might leave the league in receiving for a tight end if, if that happens.
1: Right, absolutely. Well, it could be exciting. So, uh, final question for you, Brantley, and this has been great as always, man, and I definitely encourage everyone to go out and check out your piece, Who Will Be Raiders Wide Receiver 1 in 2021 on the Draft Network, draftnetwork.com. Great job as always. But in uh, your, your, your final opinion, man, uh, if you're in the room with John Gruden... What are you telling them to give up for Julio Jones? Are you pushing the issue that hey, you need this guy in your team?
0: Yeah, I am. I really am. The Raiders—they have to make the playoffs. I, I, you, you were, you were close last year. You dropped the ball, losing all those games in the middle of the season. I do think Julio Jones could be that missing factor. You're in a division with the Chiefs. You're in a division with the Chargers. Who, who, who are going to score next year? You have to be able to put up points. And look, I like Derek Carr. But, you know, let's 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 be real. Like he needs a number one receiver and that's yeah. fine. That's okay. Right. That's okay. Like, you know, is every quarterback does. And I, I would make a change for Julio. I'd make it yesterday.
1: There it is. I, right? I, I,
0: I'd, I'd give up. I gave up the two and a four yesterday.
1: All right, there it is. Two and a four. We're going to roll the dice with that. Uh, brentley says a two and a four for Julio Jones, and go get it done, John Gruden. So we'll see if he follows that advice. But like I mentioned, man, great stuff as always. It's always good to catch up with you. If you want to read Brentley's stuff or check out what he's got going on, on Twitter, at brentley 12 former scout with multiple teams, including the Raiders. And as you heard, uh, is going to be attending some Raider games in Vegas. Uh, that's awesome, man. Definitely appreciate checking in and catching up with you. Cool, thank you, man. So there it is, right there. You hear Brantley Wiseman? He's talking about a two and a four, get it done. You heard Keyshawn Johnson in segment number one from NFL Live? He said a, a two or a three, get it done. I mean, I'm telling you, it's hard for me to come off that number two. I probably should be aggressive, like I talked about before, and just say, yeah, roll the dice, go for it. But I don't know, man. It's just tough for me to to roll the dice on that two and a four, but. I mean, it's not that much different than a three and a five, I guess, and if he's going to make the team that much better, which again, uh, with his size, with his uh, strength, with his one-on-one win ability, uh, he would be a big-time addition. I mean, (laughs) I I feel like I'm sold. I feel like I'm sold on going ahead and and flipping him for a two and a four if they can get him under the salary cap. Of course, that's another element that they'd have to do before they can get him officially on the roster, but... Who knows? Maybe we'll hear something this weekend and, and we'll have something fun to talk about on Monday. But that's really all the time I got for today's show. I wanted to get a couple calls and texts. I just don't think I got enough time to squeeze it in. I mean, I could probably get a couple, but then I feel like it'll be really, really pushing it and rolling the dice too much. So I'm just going to go ahead and shut it on down. Raider Nation, have a great weekend. I uh, had a lot of fun this week during the shows. So hopefully you had a lot of fun as well. Go ahead and load up that uh, Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. I'll try to get as many on on Monday's show. And uh, Monday, th- Tuesday, Wednesday, it's all going to be a little fluky. I'm going to be uh, in and out of town. I'm going to be leaving to go to California on really early on Monday morning so I can check out Little Q. Me and the wife could check out Little Q as he graduates. He also has his Uh, signing ceremony he's going to have on Monday night at at Roosevelt High in Fresno, Cali, Uh, so so he can go to Western Oregon. So that's going to be pretty cool. So it's going to be a couple days of events. I'll be in California, but either way, I'll still be bringing the podcast to you. So make sure you tune in early and you tune in often. So I appreciate you. Have a great weekend, Raider Nation. Continue to do what you do. Take care of your family. Love on your family. And most importantly, as always, just win, baby.